Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the program. 49ers training camp, day eight is in the books. I'm Rohan Chakravarti, your host, and we've got Grant Cohn here with us today. Grant, how you doing, my man? I'm bad a thousand. Ooh, my voice cracked. That was bad, but I'm doing pretty good. I'm trying to put a little bass in my voice and keep it real for the people watching. How are you, Rohan? You look fantastic. I appreciate it. And uh, you see, he's coming here with the energy today. And today's show is going to be a little different. We're going to talk a little bit about Brock because everybody's got a little, you know, something to say about Brock, good or bad. And then we're going to get into the most improved players at every single position because I think, you know, we're at this point in training camp where we can really start to talk about different, different players and things like that. So uh, let's start off with Brock, because I know you've got opinions on Brock. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sure of it. What are you What are you thinking about today's performance from what you saw from Brock Purdy? I didn't think it was good. I'm not saying it was bad. His, his touchdown pass to Debo Samuel was nice. His pick six was rather disgusting. It was nasty. I mean, like, you, and it's the second time he's done that. I mean, were you there the first time he did it? Yeah. To Gibson on first the other sideline. First one. I just threw my phone. Ugly. I mean. It was bad, but it was just, it was like he holds the ball a long time in the pocket and decides at the very end, he's going to fling like a check down pass across the field to the sideline with, you know, not the strongest arm and Gibson's just waiting there. And it's like the easiest pick six ever. So that wasn't great. And then he threw that other pass that Hafunga like really should have intercepted. I mean, it was basically double covers. That was bad. And then there was the deep throw to Kittle that was completed because Kittle made a great catch, but that should have been a touchdown. So, like, you come away from these practice from practices watching Brock sort of feeling like, I don't know, he hasn't improved since last. He's not better than he was last year. He still has the same limitations, and he's got less timing and rhythm. Um, but even if he did have the timing and rhythm, I just don't think he's going to make the throws he needs to make against Cover one, press man coverage on third and three plus. You know, like that was the one to Debo. It's third and four. And any freaking defensive coordinator who knows what he's doing against Brock Purdy is going to play press man to man coverage, cover one, and basically dare him to throw something more than 20 yards down the field toward the sideline. And I mean, that's not really what he does. It's not what Jimmy did. It's the same exact limitation this offense has had forever. And I'm I'm standing there watching training camp being like, people are really trying to talk themselves into this again. Like, no offense to Brock. I know he's cheap. I know he, you know, he's cool um, and cheap, but it's the same limitation. So, yes, I feel. Brock is interesting. I mean, today I probably have a little bit of a higher um, grade. I don't know what you had. I have probably a little bit of a higher grade than you overall. But still, the one thing I've gone into these 49ers training camp practices and thought, I want one of these quarterbacks to really overwhelm me. I want one of these guys to really have, you know, one of those practices or one of those really consistent stretches where it's over the top. And I can't necessarily say I've really seen that 
still been solid quarterback play on certain days, but that's the thing. As for Brock, I, I, I didn't like, I think, three decisions really that um, overall. It's not the decisions, just the outcomes of the throws. The first two were the deep balls to Kittle and Hufanga. I thought that mm-hmm. they were underthrown. One of them, I mean, you've got George Kittle. So he he catches a great pass over uh, Drake Greenlaw. And so that's a great ball, uh, great pass from, or great catch from Kittle. You hope that mm-hmm. ball is a little over the shoulder. And it's not like it's poorly anticipated. He throws it with good anticipation. The ball just hangs in the air for a little bit of time. And that's mm-hmm. where, you know, you worry. Same thing happened with the other, uh, with the Hufanga throw. And the same thing, uh, it was just a different result because Hufanga is like, we just saw this exact same thing happen uh, where a guy out of the slot throws, uh, runs that fade. Brock's mm-hmm. looking one way, and that pass was nearly intercepted. Hufanga, he's got great instincts. He comes over, he picks it off, or nearly picks it off. But I still think it's going to be an incompletion had Hufanga not been there. It was uh, Isaiah Oliver was closer in coverage than Greenlaw was on that play. And I thought, you know, those two, the first also, uh, the play that I thought, wasn't great from Brock. His first drop back. I thought he held on to the ball too long. It was a sack. And sack. I thought that, that you know, I thought you've got to get the ball out, especially if the check down is there. You've got to get the ball out. A couple of times you've seen 49ers quarterbacks go through a situation like that. Do you remember that throw he made? I think it was his last throw of the day. Last throw of the day, third and 14. He was targeting Ayuk on the deep out. Remember that? Right. Yeah. The ball kind of just died. I made a, a dive for it got his hands on it but couldn't catch it and to me that was a throw that frankly trey lance and sam Darnold could make i mean that's frankly true. that's true and, and it might even be a throw that jimmy garoppolo could make like i i think brock purdy is the most physically limited starting quarterback i've seen in a long time and i understand that there's so much more to playing quarterback than your physical traits but they matter too and he is the most physically limited starting quarterback uh, for a Super Bowl contender that I can remember in a long, long time. Maybe I'm forgetting someone. I just don't see it with Brock. I don't think this is a serious quarterback room. They keep talking about how they love the room. They got to love. It. It's like, yeah, I mean, maybe in a few years, but I'm not looking at these practices. Rohan, maybe, maybe you're not as, maybe you're not like me. But I'm not looking at there being like, oh, my God, look at Brock tear it up. That's a guy. If he's down 10 against the Chiefs in the fourth quarter against the Super Bowl, uh, the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, watch out because here comes Brock. Like, nah, no, I don't see that. Or, or with Sam or with Trey. Brandon Allen sometimes. But everyone, <laughs> the other ones, no. And the thing about Brock, so you're talking about one of those wow days. I haven't graded Brock at an A yet in training camp. I haven't. Um, the highest I've gone, I think, is maybe a B or a B plus, And it's been in that B to C range, which to me, you know, for a starting quarterback who you want, I you can understand the rust arguments, but me and Jesse just talked about this. The rust is now well off. He's now had, I think it's six or five or six days of throwing, and he's he's in there. And if he's in there, he's he's playing. So that doesn't count. And there are a couple of throws where, you know, you'll see disparity. Like the one that you said about the the pick six. It's a pick six, but he did yeah. get sacked. I mean, yeah. that, that honestly made the throw a little weirder because he got sacked. Everybody gave up on the play. Like the D-line gave up and everything. And then Brock still tried to force it and threw it right to Sean Gibson for a pick six. That was an interesting play. I personally, I mean, obviously it's a sack. That's why I personally don't have it as an interception in my stat sheet. But still, it's the process of the throw. And it's... It's the fact that he's done it once already didn't camp. 
the first one was just bad, man. It was this first drop back or something. That was the one to Hafunga, it was really, really bad because he had a clean pocket. He just needed to hold the safety. Like Brian Greasy said uh, said this the other day. Like, really the deep throw is the easiest throw because all you got to do is hold the safety and then it's one-on-one. Like, yep. All you had to do was hold Hafunga, who runs like a four-six-something, and um, hit Debo Samuel against Isaiah Oliver. Like, that should be money. But it wasn't. Yeah. Dun-dun-dun. I mean, dun. It wasn't. <laughs> It was an adventure, the Brock Purdy adventure, third and four, <laughs> cover one. What's he going to do? Well, I like the fact that he threw it, though. Like, Jimmy, Jimmy wouldn't even throw it. He'd be like, oh, it's cover it's cover one. I'm throwing the slant. Like, okay, uh, Jimmy, you're going to throw a pick to a linebacker. At least Brock is throwing the pick to the safety, and I think that's better. And I think you can still, like, that's why people make the argument of why Brock Purdy can fit on this team, because right. you've got a kittle. To make that type of play, deep true. Field. You've got to true. That's a good point. To make that type of play, or an Ayuk who is, I mean, Ayuk has been phenomenal. Right, make that play almost every single time. Right, and things like that. But doesn't I, it seem like? Yeah. Doesn't it seem like that just means like any quarterback could play well in this team? Like Sam Darnold could play well in this team. I'm like, I, I, that I, has that not? Has that? Forget Trey Lance for a second because he's controversial. Sam Darnold, no one cares. Has it? The thought crossed your mind watching these practices? Like, Sam could do what Brock does. I think so. I mean, the one thing that I'll say against Sam, and it was interesting. I forget where I said this. Sam, to me, the number one thing that I think I knock against him is his processing. But Kyle processes for you in this offense, right? Yeah, Kyle he was 12 of 14 today. Yeah. He threw nothing but short passes. Like, he out-brocked Brock Purdy today. I swear to God. I think Sam Donald could it could do everything Brock Purdy does and more. I swear to God. And he's been on the... On the he's not coming off surgery. Like... I think Sam's actually pretty good on the in-breaking routes. Can we just be honest for a second? Slants, digs, I think he's actually surprisingly good at that. No, I think he he had he's impressed compared to I had low expectations for him. He's impressed coming into training camp. And the way that I've said it, I, I honestly said Sam was the best quarterback uh after practice six when we had like, you know, our first stop uh-huh. look at everything. I said Sam was the best. Trey was two and Brock was three. And again, I, I don't think Sam or Trey have been overwhelming, which None of them. Which is what I say is. Except for Brandon Allen. Brandon Allen is really, he's an acquired taste. You know what I mean? He had to to age him eight years, but now you got, sorry. Brandon Allen's a funny guy. He's he's a great quarterback. We got a super chat from Bill. Thank you. If the 49ers hadn't taken Trey, what round would he be? It'd still be a first rounder. Um, uh, There was going to be a team at least. Atlanta might've taken him at four had the 49ers not taken him at three. So he still would have been. I think there were a bunch of super chats. Can you get him before we move on? Yeah. Yeah. We'll definitely get him. The thing. Sure. 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 If the Niners had taken Trey, what round would he be? Uh, He would have went pretty soon after that. I don't know if he should have, but yeah, I just want to point out that I think people are propping up Brock for what he's doing. Jimmy Garoppolo put up the same numbers as Brock last year in this offense with Christian McCaffrey. I think Sam Darnold will put up great, really good numbers in this offense with Christian McCaffrey. I think Trey Lance would put up really good numbers in this offense with Christian McCaffrey. I think Brandon Allen probably would put up really good numbers in this offense with Christian McCaffrey. Let's not confuse a great supporting cast and a great defense for a great quarterback. I think we're all astute enough to, to know the difference. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when when – Brock Purdy throws a screen pass to Christian McCaffrey in the right flat behind the line of scrimmage, and McCaffrey goes for 35. 
Let's not just call it a 35 yard throw. Please. I mean, yeah, that's true. That's why, especially in camp, when I've done it, chart air yards. That's the important thing. And it's easier because they're not tackling, so you don't have to deal with that. You just chart air yards, where the pass goes, things like that. Yep. Second super chat, though. If Brock Purdy is the unquestioned quarterback one, would think he'd separate himself from the other two QBs. Is Kyle doing this win now team a disservice? Can take losses early. What do you think? Uh, it's kind of... Yeah, absolutely. He's doing this win now team a disservice. His quarterbacks are 23, 23, and 26, and 30. Those are the ages. Like most, most quarterbacks who win the Super Bowl in their early to mid-20s are Hall of Famers. I don't think there's many exceptions to that rule. If you're trying to just get like a game manager, decent player type, that dude's usually 30, 31, 32, 33. He's been around. He's played. So, yeah, I mean, they got Brandon Allen. So I think they're in good hands because Brandon Allen knows the system and he's 30. I think he has those things going for him. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's fair. Now, I did think that there were some positives out of Brock's performance today. What I'll say, he had a nice in-breaker um, he, to IU where he put it right on his hands, obviously, over Diamond or Lenore. That one I thought was a solid ball, 25 yards down the field. Uh, or so I do think that there were some positives, which is why yeah. I gave Brock a B. Yeah, he's not a bad quarterback. Yeah. He's a quarterback. That's what he is. He's a quarterback on a on a great team, and he's not a great quarterback. But he's not a bad quarterback. It's the same conversation we had about Jimmy Garoppolo for five or six years, except everyone's being nice because Brock isn't making any money r- relative to Jimmy. But yeah. like, okay, it's the same skill set with a little bit more like running around, but he says he wants to run around less. Sweet. Great. Phenomenal. Love it. And he's taking like two or three sacks of practice. Nice. Love it. I'm sorry. I'm just, you can't just throw three mid, three mid young undeveloped quarterbacks in a competition in a room and say like, boom, someone will step up. Not necessarily. Who, what other team does that? And just say, magically, someone's going to step up. I don't know. That just seems like wishful thinking. In many situations, right? In the NFL in general, where you've seen three quarterbacks who the, who the team specifically, like, they really believe all three in, in all three quarterbacks. You don't see this type of situation ever. And then I mean, I understand that you believe that they can play and put up good numbers because McCaffrey, I, Debo, Kittle are all out there. Yes, but that doesn't mean the quarterback's good. You know those guys aren't necessarily great. Like, no one's looking at the Niners quarterback room being like, God, I wish we had that. That's what I want. Yeah. That All that uncertainty and inexperience and injury, like, that's what we need. That's what we're missing. No team. None of them. What they're saying is like, man, I'd love to have Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Trent Williams, George Kittle. Like, how do we get that? Oh, you don't pay for a quarterback. Oh, I'm not willing to do that. I agree. I mean. I'm yeah, not willing to do that. I want a quarterback. One. Yeah. I'm on deep sync here. I want to see Trey Lance at least taking 30 first team reps with CMC, Kittle, Ayuk, and Debo. Is that too much to ask? Yes, unfortunately, with the way the 49ers think and having Brock Purdy specifically be the quarterback one, that is, especially before we get to 30, let's just say like five, right? Because Trey Lance and Christian McCaffrey have not been on the field once together um, during the Not season. once! This Can I just point out that the Niners last year, like the Niners this year are basically saying, we don't need to do a quarterback competition. We know Brock's our best quarterback. So we'll let the other ones duke it out. But we know Brock's our best quarterback. 
That's what they said last year. They were like, we know Trey's our best quarterback, so we're not going to have a quarterback competition. Jimmy's not allowed to practice. Brock, you could be third string, but we like you don't know. You should have learned that last year. You could have a whole training camp, watch every practice, every rep, over again on film. You don't know. Yeah. Open it up to a real competition. I think it would be interesting. I'd like to see what Sam could do side by side in Trey too. And here was my suggestion. Now, do I hate the way the 49ers are carrying themselves right now? No, I understand their thought process with Brock playing as he did last year. But I thought, you know, you could have had at least, uh, at least say Brock is the guy uh, that, that, you know, he's leading the clubhouse. But the way that you're handling the quarterback situation provides some opportunity for the backups to at least try and overwhelm you. Now, in hindsight, none of them have overwhelmed to the point where you don't really feel confident in one of them overtaking Brock Purdy as the starter, which unfortunately is both an indictment on your starter. Yeah, Brock and his seven career starts. Eight, excuse me, eight. No, seven. Right. Eight? Uh, it's, well, seven. How do you compete with that? He's so established, Rohan. Uh, He's just a great quarterback. He's the real deal. Dude really said that. Now that we've talked about Brock Purdy, though, there's a question I got to ask you. Sure. And it's a quarterback's overall thing. Okay. Who do you think is the most improved in the room? Interesting. To me, it's clear that the most improved quarterback on this team is Trey Lance. And I do think this is one of the bigger stories of camp. Um, I, I think that Sam Darnold's fine, and you could put him on this team in this system, and he could do fine. Um, but I don't know that he's, like, improving. I think that the team around him is improving. Brock's always had a great team around him. Trey seems like he's actually improving. Like there's throws he's hitting consistently, the deep outs that he couldn't hit last year. He has a much tighter release. Um, he's a better quarterback, and I I don't I think I don't think the Niners know what to do about it. They've already made up their mind that Brock's their quarterback. They already I feel like they they wrote off Trey Lance the minute he broke his ankle, because I think when they said that stuff about developing him the right way. That was a joke. What they saw him was that what they saw him as, they saw him as a dual threat quarterback. And that's what they called him when he got hurt. So right. as soon as he broke his ankle and maybe couldn't run the zone read anymore, or whatever runs they wanted him to run, I think they gave up on him. I think they're like, this guy's not a real quarterback. He's a dual threat quarterback. And now we can't even run him anymore. Like you've been there. How many zone reads have they run in camp through eight days? Zero. Zero. So that's not even in the offense as of now. I think they gave up on him, left him for dead, like Kill Bill status, just like buried him alive, brought in all these other quarterbacks. And now they're like, wow, I'll be damned. How about that? He's better. This Jeff Christensen guy really, I'm mean, not going to say it publicly, but like, yeah, Jeff Christensen actually had a good impact on him. John Lynch admitted it uh, to his credit. But I think that's a big story camp that. Trey Lance is finally making strides and you're seeing all these people like ex try to explain why didn't this happen earlier at Quincy Avery. God love him coming out and shedding some light saying like, look, I was working with Trey Lance before the draft, but the Niners made it real clear. They, they didn't want him to work with me uh, during this, uh, the last two years. And they had him working with John Beck, who essentially doesn't teach mechanics. He just teaches Kyle system in the off season. 
I, I don't know if he said all that explicitly, but I think he implied a lot of that. Right. And that's very interesting and illuminating because the Niners were, Kyle in particular was trying to sort of wash his hands of all that. And I think it's pretty clear that whatever Kyle Shanahan wanted to do with Trey Lance, how he envisioned developing him didn't work. And Trey needed to literally take that into his own hands in year three after the team had already turned the page on him and given the, his job to Brock Purdy. That's very interesting. So Trey, great story, but he has a long way to go. And he and the Niners may still never give him that opportunity. Like this may all be for another team. And I mean, overall, I, I have to agree with you, right? Brock, I, I can't say he's improved. Um, I, I'm not going to necessarily say he's regard. Maybe he will eventually, but he hasn't improved yet. Right. And so to me, I think he's around the same as what he was when we first saw him. Or sorry, when we last saw him. But other things about it, I mean, Sam, he's the same. He's just in a better system, and obviously that's going to make him look better. Yeah. Trey, last year, if we're being honest, I said this, and I don't know if a lot of people agreed, but to me, Trey Lance personally, I don't think he was a starting-level passing quarterback last offseason. I personally didn't say it, uh, or I personally didn't believe it. I thought he still had room to grow. He was missing those deep outs that he's now consistently hitting high and wide. I think that there were a couple of things like that that were there that Trey Lance proved that he was raw as a passer, which is why I understood the way that the 49ers went with Kyle Shanahan implementing that offensive scheme of a zone read heavy, a run heavy scheme, because it allowed Trey Lance when he was a passer to get the most open opportunities overall. That's the kind of way that I, uh, that I viewed it, but now he's now much improved as a pocket passer mechanics wise he's improved things like that is he is he a starting level nfl quarterback that is a question we still don't have an answer to and i think that that's what people were hoping we'd get this offseason personally he hasn't overwhelmed me to the fact that i can you know i, I crown him the starter this offseason which is what you'd want to see if you were a if you were a person rooting for trey lance that hasn't been there necessarily, but it doesn't take away from the fact that he has certainly improved from last offseason. This is the best I've seen him as a 49. Agree. Let's hit some Super Chats and, and move on to the next uh, position. Super Chat here. What are the on-field differences between Brock from December 2022 and Brock August 2023? Sorry, I'm just like nervous that you're going to miss Super Chats because usually I'm the one that does it and it's like people's money and stuff. But you're good. You got this, right? You're not going to miss yeah. me. I'm good. I'm good. You're, you're a pro. Sorry. I'm, I'm nervous. I'm Jewish. I worry. I'm sorry. It's the Judaism in me. Uh, yeah. We, Rohan just stays right on topic. I'm sorry. What are the on-field differences? I wasn't paying attention at all. What are the on-field differences between Purdy 2022 and Purdy August 23? Um, nothing. Nothing except his arm doesn't have the endurance that it had then. He can't throw more than a few days in the right. He needs off days. He's the same quarterback. You can downplay his rust and his injury, fine. But he's the same guy. When it's time for him to throw deep, it's like that ball just, it's, 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 a, it's a fairly low deep ball, and it doesn't have much on it. When he has to drive the ball to the, to the sidelines more than 10 yards, it's in the air a long time. You, you might, if you were a jerk or a non-49er fan, you might call it a duck. You just might. Rohan won't, but I will. It's a duck. He's the best quarterback in the league who throws ducks. I mean, I guess so. Yeah. By far. And, I mean, I, I, I mean, the way that I look at it, right, with Brock, it's clear that I don't think – like a lot of people are arguing his arm strength has 
weaken based on what we saw last year. Personally, I don't think so. If you look on film and the deep shots that Brock Purdy took, you can't really tell me that he consistently hit receivers in stride. Now, did that alter from him having a solid rookie season, you know, a solid overall season to being a average starting level NFL quarterback? I don't think so. But this is something where, you know, I don't think there, there's been a difference. I just think that this is who he is. And unfortunately, the one thing with Brock Purdy on out routes, you'll either see him throw balls that are not nearly as the velocity of Trey Lance and Sam Donald, or you'll see him use extra time with his motion to fire in more velocity, which then again, still takes a little longer to get there. If he were the real deal, as Kyle Shanahan put it, he would have put up decidedly better numbers than Jimmy Garoppolo on the same team. Like Jimmy put up the same numbers as Brock and I know they went about it a little bit differently, but the end result was the freaking same. So pardon me if I'm just a little, just, just. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Just enough. I just want to be just skeptical enough for the city, please, because no one else is skeptical enough for me. All right, let's do another one. Yeah. Next one up, we've got a super chat here from RWJ all day. Fans and media didn't see Brock practice last year. What do you think real quick about Brock last year? He was oh, with the third team. He was with the third team. He threw a bunch of picks. I mean, he didn't look great. He's a gamer. Yeah. But now... Now he, yeah, I don't know. He was all right. Larry saw it. You're Kyle. Based on training camp, who do you start so far? Brandon Allen. Duh. Based on training camp. No. Um, hmm. I don't think you need to make that decision on August 4th. That's my point. Make it a real quarterback competition. You have another month. Figure it out. Make it real. My voice keeps cracking. Make it real. Uh, make it a real quarterback competition and make up your mind at the end instead of just deciding it's Brock before you've even seen it. How about that? Stay minded. Use your the issue eyes. Is you can't really make an argument because there's only been one quarterback with the first team offense. Really, that's the only issue. I want to see what the other guys look like with a little bit more time. And with the first, we still haven't seen every time those guys get first string reps. McCaffrey's not out there. Kittle's not out there. It's like great, sweet. I want to see what it looks like. It's not fair. Not fair. RWJ all day followed up his last super chat about Brock. This is probably who he's been. Yeah, I mean, I think he hasn't changed really much. Official BNA music talking about me being unbiased. I'm going to jail. Um, Lobs decided to call me a biased incel today. A fun comment. That's such a mean. Why is he so mean? Can't he make whatever point he wants to make without being a mean guy? We're nice to him. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. I mean, if you want to have a conversation, have a conversation, 100%. Lobs doesn't know what you be doing at Wisconsin, I heard. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Rohan doesn't mess around. Don't. Hey, I'm that's between us. See it, man. That's between us. I'm still shaky about our cornerbacks. If Ward goes down, I feel like we're going to get mossed all season. And if Bosa Ward got mossed today. Down. 
Ward got Moss today by Debo. Well, I feel like something happened to Ward. He hasn't been the same since Devontae he got him. He doesn't practice that much in general. He does, dude. He 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 shriveled in the playoffs, and well, he was all right against Philly, but that game was over immediately. Like he he just, I think he fell off, and I don't think he's gotten him back yet. He doesn't practice that much. It's hard to it's hard to judge him, but he got tested today, and Debo whooped him. Like I, Lenore wouldn't let that happen. <laughs> I was kind of surprised. Lenore did get mossed by Ayuk, though. Well, that's true. But not by Debo. That's different. Like, Debo's arms are like this long. Sorry. I need to stop. Debo will smack me. No, he won't. Maybe he will. One thing I will say. I I do want to stay a little positive. I have liked what I've seen from Samuel Womack. I think he looks like an NFL cornerback right now. Yep. Again, with the backups. But I, I like the way the 49ers have staggered, giving the other guys a little more chance. Have liked what I've seen out of him. Ambry Thomas, on the other hand, I don't know. He broke up one pass today. Let's give him credit. Shout out Ambry. Did have two I don't. Stops. I don't dislike you. Today. I'm Shout always. I'm, I'm. I'm afraid of players now because like I'm like way older than them, and I think they look at me as like a bully. When like it used to be, I was 23 and they were 35, and they didn't even notice me. But now they're like, "Why are you picking on me?" I'm like, "I'm sorry." I, they didn't say that, but I just feel like they might think that. So Ambry, you broke up a pass today, and I liked it. It was good. It was. It was to Kittle too, man. You were right. You were right there. All right, Ryan, what's next? Our Ooh. guy talking about up, Quincy Avery. Can we talk about how dumb the drill is they run every single day? Grant, here's your chance to. I've been talking about this for years, and like a bunch of people that love Kyle Shanahan, like, well, it's a perfectly good. It's a stupid ass drill. So, first of all, you're trying to get Trey Lance to not overstride, to not lock out his leg before he throws. Well, that drill makes him sort of do that. So, you're reinforcing the wrong. You're re- like, you're reinforcing the mechanics you're trying to correct right away. Also, like the functionality of a drill, I also I always like to see for any position, the drill be like placed in a real football context. Like, how does this actually help in a game? And you just like shuffle left and right for ten seconds, and then throw the ball across the field. You would never do that in a game. You'd never hold the ball that long in the pocket. And if you did hold the ball, you would check it down to a running back or a tight end. You wouldn't throw a pick six. Like this guy is teaching you to throw pick sixes, or or take like he's teaching you to take the sack. And if you don't take the sack, throw the pick six. That's what it looks like. And have the wrong mechanics. Other than that, I think it's a great drill. And it's always pissed me off. And it really makes me happy that a real throwing coach feels the same way. Like, wait, how, what does this actually help? So thank you, Quincy. It seems like it's a Kyle drill, right? Because Skangarello. It's a Shanahan drill. It's a Shanahan drill. Greasy has done it as well. It's a Shanahan drill. I understand, like, there are other versions of that that are good. But I feel like they've kind of bastardized it and taken it away from any real world functionality. And it's just a stupid drill now. That actually does more harm than good. That's the way I look at it. But, you know, Quincy agrees with me. So thank you, Quincy. Next one. Will this regime's tenure hinge on the success or failure of Brock or are they solidified? What do you think? No. I think they're freaking solidified and it kills me. I think Brock has a chance this year and if it doesn't work out, or it, this whole quarterback room that they love, if it doesn't work out, they could bring in Kirk Cousins next year and the Yorks would be like, cool. I, I, and the I fan mean, base I, would be like, we like it. I mean, I think the 49ers, the Shanahan's at least have uh, solidified a position with Jed York. Jed York also, you talk about, you know, the, the fallout from Jim Harbaugh. You better damn sure make sure your next coach is good. Otherwise, there's going to be um, a little bit of riot towards Jed York. And I don't know what he's going to think about that. I just feel like if you were to get rid of Kyle Shanahan for whatever reason, like you could get a better coach than Jim Tom Sula to coach this roster. Like, 
Who doesn't want to coach this team? Everyone wants to coach this team. And I bet like every coach, you could get a bunch of coaches to be like, yeah, I want to coach this roster. And here's the quarterback I would bring in. They'd all have an idea, a vision. And Kyle would be like, um, <laughs> Kyle, what quarterback you want? Um, <laughs> that's what he would say. That's not an answer, Kyle. We got Taco Tuesday talk. Best free agent pickup besides Hargrave. Is it Taco on the 53? What are you thinking? Dude, Taco seems to be that guy right now. You know, hard taco. So I feel like he came to the league as soft taco, but now he's a hard taco. You know, times, adversity got to him. And now he's making hella plays. Like Drake Jackson. That's how I'll I feel about Drake. Taco, I'm like, here's, here's how I feel about Taco. Drake? I think it's interesting, right? Because when you talk about taco? Drake, Drake had a really good start. Teetered since then. Taco, he came in. <sighs> And Taco really just exploded, man. Yeah, he 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 turned real real quick. So much flavor and sauce in one man. I think he's good. I know I do think there's something there. Steve Wilkes was talking about it today. Yeah, he was like, man, he came off the plane and started making plays, which is true. A lot of times you get signed. What happens is you get signed in the afternoon or whatever, and they fly you out. You don't sleep. You get there. You you do a physical. They give you a jersey and they throw you out on the, on the practice field. Yeah. And you're like exhausted. This dude was like destroying people. So yeah, maybe he has a little bit more of a future than Cleland Furl or I don't know. We got another one though. Going to be all day. Ink Talk TV. Yards after catch system is not a Super Bowl system. Tough take. It will win games, even playoff games, but you'll always run into a superior quarterback who can get your defense. What do you think? This is just an attack on Shanahan's system overall. Something I haven't heard. What do you think about it? Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think you can only rely on big plays from yards after the catch. I think you need to get big plays through the air too, because I, I feel like the way the the league has evolved, the way rules have changed, it's easier than ever to get those yards through the air. So why would you not want them, right? Right. All the rules are on the quarter are on the quarterback side, on the wide receivers. You can't touch the wide receivers anymore or the quarterbacks. And the offensive linemen, they get to false start a lot. Lane Johnson, they get to hold a lot. I mean, like, it seems like you should be taking advantage. And if you're not, you're gonna eventually go against a team that does, like the Chiefs. I agree. Or, I mean, it's an interesting one. And yeah. It's not like this system specifically. Go back to the if you look at the Atlanta days, Matt Ryan was pushing the ball in 2016. He had one of the highest um, air yards per attempt. That's it's, what I thought the Niners were getting when they hired Kyle. It's a quarterback specific thing that forces the system to be more yak than it yeah, is. Yeah, but he wants these quarterbacks. That Come is on. that is the case, and that's that's his biggest uh, you know one of his biggest flaws, if not the biggest, as a coach here. Next one though, sick of guys taking off. Until y'all win a Super Bowl, not a single day earned off. And this is a lot of players have taken rest days. Trent, CMC, what do you think about it? I feel it. I mean, it, it would be something. I mean, I you know who doesn't take a day off? Brandon Ayuk. That'd be my thing. If Brandon Ayuk isn't taking a day off, why are you taking one? If you're 30 or older, whatever. But if you're like McCaffrey, everyone was praising him all offseason for not taking days off. Like, do you, think Why? It's, do you think it's him or do you think it's the team? Because I don't Shani, care. Shani did say, right? If CMC wants a day off, he'll come to me and I'll give it to him. That was a comment that I heard. And that's I don't know, man. I think it's kind of lame. I mean, it's not lame, but I just think Ike's cooler. Ike's my favorite player. 
I want to get his jersey. <laughs> I like Interesting comment here. Um, Johnny Mantel just admitted attempting suicide after being cut by the Browns. Another quarterback psychologically Jeez. pressed by Kyle. Yikes. I got to say, it's not just Kyle, but it's his dad. I mean, they have a long track record of being relentlessly negative. Go listen to Jake Plummer talk about Mike Shanahan. The whole, and they, they, they talk about it so much. Like, how many plays are there in a the game? 60 something? So there's 60 plays for you to critique a player. And then a, right. a play, Jake could be like, I could, 57 of them could have been good, but they only want to talk about the six that were bad. And it just gets on you. It's like, well, some quarterbacks like that. Like Steve Young must have loved that because he's the freaking greatest. It's like, okay, let's talk about my two bad plays. Mike, what do you want to say about him? But not all quarterbacks are like that. And I think their relentless negativity, they're like, nothing you do is good enough mentality is crushing to the people that can't rise up and meet that challenge. And like the people in Cabo can rise up and meet it. But a lot of people can't. So I don't know. It's no, interesting. And that that's that's a lot of other coaches take a much more upbeat, positive, I've got your back approach like Andy Reid. I agree. And I mean, it's it's definitely tough. And that's that's the way that Kyle Shanahan has operated. It's shown success, hasn't shown success at the highest level yet. But before we get back to the super chats, want to get back on with the program because we've got an interesting topic at a very talented group mm. for the 49ers this year. Running back. Who do you think has been the most improved? Jordan Mason. He looks like a different guy. He looks thinner. Last year, he looked like maybe 230 in camp. He still had his he, he still had his uh, jersey rolled up. I have a real simple rule. If a player rolls his jersey up and you can see his midriff and he's got abs, good player. If he, if he wears a, a T-shirt underneath his jersey, mm, not ready. Doesn't have an NFL. But that's how I basically judge everything in life. So who are we talking about? Jordan Mason? Yeah. So he's got the he's got the abs. He's looking like he I would think he's like 220 now. And he looks like he's just in better shape. Obviously, he knows the system better, which helps. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna get on the field now because that's all that really matters. And I think he's a good route runner. He's he just needs to not fumble. But you see the way he stops on a dime, like he can just stop both of his feet mid-stride and then just make like a 90-degree cut and turn the other way. I've never seen, I mean, I've seen something like it, but it's pretty rare. Jordan Mason. Mason's interesting. I'll go with TDP just because yeah. I think the growth from TDP, I didn't think he was NFL level running back last year. Thought he was in college. Didn't think so last year, especially after being overdrafted in the third round. Mm -hmm. Now he's looking like an NFL level running back. And he, he said something that was intriguing because he doesn't look smaller, but I mean, he, sorry, he looks a little thinner, but he said he gained 10 pounds and he cut that. He's looking stronger, and he's looking like a guy on a mission. His decisiveness is important. His vision is much better than it was last year. And I think he's at least found a way to now learn to hit the hole downhill. I agree. He I, seems I, to be finding daylight, which last year I don't think he could find. Like Last year I thought he was awful. They got rid of Trey Sermon. I was like, well, mm, he's better than TDP. That's what I thought too, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and now, like, at least TDP's finding daylight in practice because last time, every time he get the ball, it would be, like, stopping his feet, stopping his feet, running into it. He would run into the backs of his offense alignment more than any running back on the team, man. I'm like, that's that ain't it. <laughs> I don't understand. But now, like, he's he he's actually finding daylight, so I got to give him credit. You're right. The, both of them look much better. And he Rookie also looks though. like he's in better shape, too. Rookie, though. Who's impressed you so far? Definitely Kalen Laburn. He's... Definitely the better undrafted rookie uh, between him and Ronald Awat. Um, Laburn looks like a little, like a young, I don't even, he looks like Elijah Mitchell to me, like a healthy Elijah Mitchell. 
Sorry. Sorry. Labor's he's good. good. He's, I like he's definitely good. He's an NFL yep. level running back. I mean, when I first yep. saw Jordan Mason take carries last year in training camp, the first yep. day, he was the standout. He's the NFL level running back. Labor so hard. Guy, and yeah. he, I mean, it's like you can tell which guys want it. And Laybourne's one of those guys, right? Yep. And I think he'll fit well in a system that just allows him, you know, we'll create the holes, run downhill, get a few yards. And that's what, that's what it is. Matt wants to know if I have a man purse on. Hell yeah. So I resisted it for a long time because I'm like old and I'm like, oh, these kids these days with their man purses. But I thought about it like, man, I have so much crap in my pockets. It doesn't look good. Are you wearing like athletic shorts? And it's like, I have 8,000 things in my pockets and my pants are falling down. And now it's nice. You know, I got my AirPods out of there. I got my wallet out of there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel, I like it. And I'm secure with my sexuality that I feel I can wear this. Actually, I saw one of my favorite rappers wearing it, and he's like pretty cool. You know, like he he's like a not like so a gangster rapper, but like I was like, oh damn, like if he's gonna wear a man purse, like, but his is big, so he like he might he might have something in there, you know, that to protect himself. Mine's kind of like I'm not hiding anything in here. Like I don't have that thing on me. You know what I'm saying? I'm not okay. even registered. Sorry, that but went hey. left. As long as you as long as you comfortable with it, you rock it. That's how it is. Let's go to receivers though, because receivers has been a very talented group, and um, there's a couple of interesting guys. Who's uh, been most improved for you? Brandon Ayuk. I think he's way better than last year. I like just looking at his physique. Pause. He uh, his legs are like way bigger than they used to be. I thought he I, I, he was very gangly, and I think it's taken him a while to like get that real. NFL physique, but he's got it. Now he's like so confident over the middle. He's really freaking good. And he's got reached that point. He's a veteran. Like he just kicks ass every day. He doesn't take any days off. He has like five catches and he doesn't even seem like he's breaking a sweat. So obviously him, I mean, maybe, that, maybe that's like a, a cop out. I'll give someone else like under the radar. I think Danny Gray is much better than last year. Yes. That was going to be yes. my guy. That there you go. Go ahead. Go ahead. You, you, you take that one. You go. Danny Gray is much better than last year. Yeah. He came into the NFL as one of the most raw products, but I was I was personally a fan because I thought if you put him in this room and allow him to work, he's going to get better because the issue in college was Gray had great speed, but not a very distinct or not a very expanded route tree. So when he would run routes he wasn't comfortable with, he'd sacrifice some of that speed and that made him a lot more guardable was not also that good at the line of scrimmage presses. He was not that good with his releases. And so that, that was different this year. He looks much better. He's, he's got sticky hands. He hasn't dropped many passes. He's also a better route runner. He's found a better way to combine his speed and his route running capabilities. And that's gotten him more open. And the 49ers seem, they, they seem to know what they have in him. They're giving him more opportunity with all three teams on offense because they rotate those skill position players a lot. I think he's looked much improved, and I think he's closer to a lock on the roster. I agree. He, he looks bigger, stronger, like in better shape. He looks like he has an NFL body. You talk about guys who look way different from year one to year two, Danny Gray. Also, okay. I've a lot of times he'll catch the ball with his chest, which is no good, and drop it. But he can use his hands. And he's done it the last few practices. He's made difficult catches away from his frame, running over the middle, reaching up. Like, he's not afraid to go over the middle. He's not Dante Pettis. I, I, I saw Dante Pettis practice one time, and I was like, absolutely not. That is not an NFL receiver. And I know he's still in the league. Sorry, Dante, to do that, to bring that up again. But, like, this guy is not afraid. 
he can go over the middle. He can take the end arounds. He plays special teams. He's tough. And I think he can use his hands. He just needs to like trust him. That's the only thing with Dan Danny Gray to me. I think he is a good route runner. I do think he's big and strong and tough. He has to trust his hands. And he has the last few practices. And you got to give him credit for that. Let's see if he can keep it, keep it up. Stop trying to catch the ball with your damn chest, Danny. Stop it. You don't yeah. need to do that. It's bad. It's bad technique. I agree. We only yeah. got one rookie receiver, so we'll skip the the best one. We'll go to tight ends. Is there anybody who you feel has improved? Well, not really. I I, I can't say that Ross Dwelly's improved or that Charlie Warner's improved or that Kittle's improved. Uh, let's talk about the two rookies. Uh, I th who do you think's better? Braden Willis. It's not even close. I don't think it's close. And I thought the same thing during the draft. I, uh, yep. I Braden Willis, I thought was a better player coming out of the draft than Cam Watu. Here's my thing with both of them. Neither one seems super athletic or particularly athletic. Braden Willis has a little bit of Jawan Jennings in him where he can just kind of get open. A little bit of Ross Dwelly in him where he just can kind of just get open despite the fact that he's not moving that fast. Like, Latu is just not moving that fast. To me. And he's I mean, not that, open. That was, that, that, that was in general, right? Even in college, he didn't move that fast. He's not fast. He's not an athlete. I don't see it. Maybe it's going to be a whole different thing when they put the pads on. He's going to be trucking people, and he's going to be like that guy in a real game. But in practice, like he's in the running for the worst player in the field. Like He does nothing. He does nothing. He yeah. will run some routes. He doesn't get open. He gets targets. He'll make half-hearted effort. Like there was a play a couple of days ago where you put like one hand out to try to catch it. Like, nah, man, that's not it. That ain't it. Lay out. Ayuk does. Whatever the fuck Brandon Ayuk does, that's what you do. Yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's your, it's your channel too. I'm sorry. But yeah, like Latsu, I, I don't see it with Latsu. And I know it's, a, it's early and maybe he's going to tear it up in preseason and maybe he's just getting started. But so far I'm seeing a guy who's just not that athletic. No, I agree. And I mean, Brand Cameron Latu, I can't say he's not impressed me yet. I mean, I can't say that he's like been disappointing because I didn't have that high expectations. And this room has overall disappointed me. I wanted more from the tight ends early on. Honestly, Braden Willis has really started to just break out this week in the last like few practices. And so right now, I think that tight end two spot is completely open. Still believe Warner gets it, but I think Braden Willis right now has looked the second best behind Kittle. It's possible that like Latu will be a real um, asset as a blocker. Mm. Maybe in the run game, he's just really good. And we'll see it. I don't know because Willis ain't. I'll tell you that right now. I saw that today. They put him at the point of attack on a stretch run to the right. This dude got pushed back five yards, but I want to say a safety. I think it might have been Andrew Hawk. I don't know. And it's just like, okay, no, you're Jordan Reed. You, you're on the backside of plays. So we're going to, you know, they're not running your direction. You're not going to be on the line. Maybe Latu's going to be a monster. He's going to be a, a run blocking extraordinaire like Mike McGlinchey. I don't know. But as a receiver, no, 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 no. May, I, no, no, no. That's, no. The, that's the unfortunate part with that's him. That's how I feel. No. He's not even Ross Dwelly. Like he makes Charlie Warner look kind of intriguing. Yeah. Mm -mm. I can't even say that. I don't know. I don't know about that, but tight end. I don't end, know about that. That's that's just a low blow. Tight end's an interesting group. Offensive line, though, on the other hand, we got a lot of players. Got a lot of players. Who do you think has been the most improved? Jake Brendel. I don't like that. I, I mean, I don't not like that. I like that pick. I, I remember watching Jake Brendel last year in the one-on-ones being like, mm, 
I don't see it. I just don't. I think he's winning most of his reps. He faces Javon Kinlaw and wins, and that's a top 15 pick who's healthy. He faces Eric Armstead and wins sometimes. He's He's really improving. He hadn't played very much. He's in his 30s. You wondered, like, is there more there? He started one year. Was that a flash in the pan? Is he actually just getting started? I I actually think Jake Brendel might be better this year than last year. Jake. Jake. That's a that's a good pick. To me, I think this is interesting because the clear one is Colton McKivitz to me personally. But Colton McKivitz to me, I don't know. And you might have a different opinion. My number one thing to me I think he's looked good pass protection-wise in one-on-ones. I think he's done well for me. I've charted a couple of good reps. I personally think he looks good there. In 11, my issue is he's been a little inconsistent, but I also came into camp with low expectations compared to, obviously, what we've seen in the past. Colton Kibitz was really bad last year in in, in training camp. I think he's – I don't know if he'll be a respectable starting right tackle, but I think he can get to that level – in my opinion, in this offense. Can I just point out that Colt McKivitz has been mostly facing Drake Jackson? That is in one-on-ones. He has faced and Drake I, Jackson. I'm not really into Drake Carol. Jackson. I'm kind of I'm not that high on Drake Jackson. On the first rep today in one-on-ones, Colt McKivitz went against Cleveland Farrell and lost, which is always a huge red flag or red flag for me. So mm, I want to see a little bit more from him. I want to see a little bit more from Drake Jackson. I feel like Samson Abukam, if he were in camp, if Charles Menehue were in camp, they'd probably be giving McKivitz the business. But I'm just naturally negative. So we'll see. I just we'll I, see. I want to see I don't want to gas Niner fans up and be like, hey, Cole McKivitz is looking really good, only for him to get worked in preseason. You know what I mean? So we'll I, we, we'll see. I agree. I mean, it's yeah. it's one of those ones that it's really hard to project until you really yeah. see block and things like that. I like the early returns personally, but we'll see. Let's get to yeah. some of the super chats before moving on quickly to sure, the defense. Sure. Going to it, Mike Drop with Monza says, uh, "Do they have throwing nets? Do they even have them?" Good question. I don't, think, I don't think they use them though. I don't. They don't use them in drills. I don't know if they have them, but they, they don't use them for sure. Accuracy, right? Yeah. Ball placement. Be interesting. Joe asked the window. Harbaugh closes. used to do that. Harbaugh used to do that. He did. Oh, I didn't know he did. that. Okay. He did. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's not a shanty thing, though, it seems. Well, they, they're, they're much better at coaching quarterbacks than Harbaugh. So that is true. They're, they're, I mean, yeah. Joe says Super Bowl window for the 49ers close once they sign Nick Bosa. Do you think that? Not technically, because like cap hits really don't take in, like come into effect like for like two, three years, right? And then you can always right. re, then you can like re, uh, renegotiate. Yeah. Yeah. Restructure, that's the word. I think you still got two more years in this window, but the only way that this window doesn't turn bad is if you figure out the quarterback situation, and that is yet to happen. The minute you got Nick Bosa taking up 10% of your salary cap, you're screwed. So yeah, but I I think they could probably avoid that for a long time. That's true. That's true. Grant asked Kyle when he plans to name the starting quarterback. He ain't going to tell you. But it's a question, mean, he'll, he'll, he'll it's a fair. It's a fair question. He can't get mad, and if he does get mad, good. Good! Good. But one thing that's interesting, right, is I don't think he's necessarily like he's been asked different variations, but I don't think he was asked to begin training camp if he believed Brock was his. If, if Brock, I asked Brock. Brock, I said, Brock, has he told you, barring setback, you'll be the starter week one? He said, no. Right. So, yeah. 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 
Who's been the best free agent signing beside Javon Hargrave? Taco. No, Isaiah Oliver's been good. Um, yeah. Maybe yeah. Sam Darnold, but we never gonna. We'll never know because he will never know. He's not yeah. allowed to play with the first stringers and Christian McCaffrey. It's, I mean, God forbid. God forbid they made Brock look not as great. Have there been that many though? Like in general, right? I mean, Cleveland Farrell hasn't looked good. Feliciano has been up and down. He was injured. He, he Matt Pryor, no. Pryor, no, definitely no. Uh, I, I don't think so. Um, Taco, I'm telling you, Taco, don't don't sleep on Taco because yeah. just because you signed in training camp doesn't mean you're not you don't matter. Uh, Gibson did last year. No, I, I agree. Gibson but did. The interesting name I'll give. No, out. you don't like Taco. I can see it in your face. You're saying me? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. kidding. Taco has been my guy. But the one other guy that I will mention that I don't, he got injured or something, Austin Bryant had a solid start. I thought he 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 looked on par, if not better, than Drake Jackson for the uh, in the early portion before he got injured. Well, that's not saying much. Sorry. Uh, BNA Drake. here says, Yak is too dependent on poor tackling. Niners aren't the only team with great tacklers. That's a good point. Yeah. And again, like it, this stuff, this stuff works in the regular season. There's a lot of bad teams, a lot of bad teams. But the deeper you get, those little cheat codes don't work anymore. You got to really play. No, that's true. That's true. Moving on to the next one, though. Um, Justin here asks, was Brock practicing on his day off uh, a nod to Lance? What do you think? Like he's saying, did Brock practice because he believed Lance is doing good? I'd like to know. I don't know. I'd love to know. I can't yeah. speculate. I'd like to speculate. I do Not speculate. Sure. Yeah, that's a that's a good question. Maybe he was feeling good. That's a that's a good question. Though. So Brock's not going to practice tomorrow, correct? If at least right now he is not scheduled to. He was not supposed that's to what practice Kyle said. Thursday. He's not he's not supposed to practice tomorrow. That is true. Tomorrow is supposed to be his off day, and then he's back on what is it Monday? Yeah. Yeah. To end it off. I love how Brock came out to the media today and no one asked him a damn question about throwing a pick, but Trey came out and they asked him about like missing a throw one time to Debo in the flat. It's like, right. yo, what, can we keep that same energy? What the, what the hell is going on? I don't get it. Anyway, I don't Brock, get it. Brock was a, he was a legit pick. Uh, him and you can't even ask football. him about it. What, is this JV football? What the hell is going on, man? I just, we, we, can we stop treating the, the starting quarterback of the 49ers with kid gloves? Can we stop? It's over. He's a starting quarterback. Last year, he was not the starting quarterback. He was the third string guy doing his job. Now he's the anointed starting quarterback. He's totally different. He needs to be treated that way. N not by you, Rohan. Just by other people in general. I'm not talking to you. I know, but I mean... I think Rohan does a great job. They've got to they've gotta, they've gotta make sure you treat every single one the same way. When Brock has a good day, point it out. When Brock doesn't have a good day, point it out. When Trey, when everybody has a good day, that's why I try and just provide as much context as possible. To make sure you guys understand. He does a great job. He writes for Fortnite's web zone. You need to check it out. I think Rohan, and he's been doing it. He's one of the original guys that figured out, I'm just going to go to camp and uh, report from there. Everyone else, Josh, your style, as they should. But Rohan figured this out first. He needs, he needs credit. Years. Years. He's been An doing it. player, Zane. Does he have trade value? Bang and field. No. Goals. No. Yeah, he does. No. Sorry. Sorry, But Brady. it also begs the question, third round kicker. He's pick. been their best third round pick so far. Jai, hey, I, I don't want to say too much about Jair Brown because I haven't been like, you know, you can't just judge safeties on like if they make plays, but he's made none. He's made none. Zero. And he's Gibson made. makes some. So I don't know, man. I haven't really been like studying the, the tight ends and one-on-one because I've been focused on the O-line, D-line, but 
Tomorrow I will. I'll do tight ends. I'll, I want to look at Jair Brown and Latu tomorrow because the hell's going on? And I know they're facing each other. Yeah. And I'm. Um, Have you seen him? No, I, I, okay. I've given that to Jesse. I said, Jesse, okay. you watch them because I want to watch one-on-ones for OLDL. Tomorrow I might have to change it though because I haven't seen I him. I need to see this. Yeah, I want to see it. I, there's not that much I need to learn from wide receiver corner. Um, I mean, eventually right. I will, but I want to see this. Okay, what's next? If Brock goes 8-0 while being number one in all this category, yet you are still on Lance's. Ooh, I'm not actually. You are. I'm not either. I, I mean, no, 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 not you. Oh, you are red and gold rainwater because you wrote about it. Yeah. You thought about them. They're Wait. on your mind. <laughs> oh, <laughs> poor guy. All right. Poor guy. Niners rule. Is that a fanny pack thrown over your shoulder? No judgment here. No, it's a Merce. It's a coach Merce. And I think it's swell. It's called style. It's style. Called yeah. Hey, you can stuff all your stuff in your pockets and look like a a turkey if you want, but not me. Oh, many huge six game suspension. Did everyone uh, anyone know? Yeah, I got suspended uh, today. Oh, for what? Domestic violence or for domestic what? Violence. I think it was the case. He got arrested for um, a little bit earlier. So Yikes, and he played. A- and he played for the 49ers, but he got to play in that game. Bad karma. It's an interesting one. Interesting one. Bad karma. Sure. What happened in that game? Oh, the Niners didn't win. Karma. It's real. He shouldn't have played in that game. No more. He's not, I mean, should that not one have played in that game. Very like, I thought it was, you know. Um, Bad karma. It, was, it almost felt like Alden Smith playing in that game after he cracked his car up. They lost that one, too. You don't want to tempt the football gods. You don't know how they think. You don't know. You don't. But they're there. And they're judging you if you play football. Josh here. Haven't heard much about the rookie cooker, uh, kicker, Jake Moody. Maybe He's good. Unknown. He He's makes all his kicks. He's got he makes leg. all the kicks. Yeah. Strong leg. Hey, he so far one. so good. He missed one from sixty three though. And it was how dare short. he? Get it together! <laughs> oh man, that's gonna be the guess what? Somebody better have training camp stats of kickers and put that in. That's gonna. Be I just stopped game. watching. I'm like, okay, he's good. I'm I'm done. He's good. Yeah, I'm no he's longer fine. interested. He's good. BNA beef in your taco. Presser <laughs> too. That's right. Oh, that's funny. That's Let's go right. real quick though. Defense, defensive line. Who's been uh, your most improved player? Most improved player in the D line. You want to go first? I can go. Yeah. Um, overall, to me, I'm not. I know a lot of people want to say Drake, right? A lot of people are thinking, "Oh, it's got to be Drake." That's not the case. I think, interestingly enough, it's Kinlaw. Interestingly Thank you. enough, it's Javon. I Kinlaw. knew you were gonna say that. Take it. Yeah, Javon Kinlaw is the guy because mm-hmm. right now he looks as healthy as he ever has, even compared mm-hmm. to last offseason. He's playing one-on-one reps. The one thing I'll say about Javon Kinlaw. Lower pad the, level. I agree. And that is, that's really apparent against the starters. Against the backups, he's thrived. He's he's played well against the backups. He even got a sack in, uh, he beat Keith, Keith Ishmael in a, uh, in, in a sack in, uh, in team. That guy's field. terrible. Sorry. He can't snap. For, he can't, he's he so can't, bad. He can't snap. I'm so I, I sorry, Keith. Why, I don't understand why they put like don't put Nick Sakel or somebody in at center at second team. Really don't understand it. But um, it, it would be Javon Kinlaw for me. Yeah, he's very good. Uh, lower pad level, explosive, making plays, winning reps, much better. Yeah. Like yes, finally looks like a a guy who can be a real impact player for this team. Rotational player. I mean, ideally you don't want to play Eric Armstead or Javon Javon Hargrave. More than 60% of the snaps anyway, so Kinlaw should be playing a lot. 
Also, T.Y. McGill. I don't know if he's better, but I've just gotten like a, like a closer yeah. look at him. I don't. Didn't they? Didn't they sign him after training camp last year? Uh, yeah, 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 they signed him. Yeah, after training camp. Yeah, he wins a lot. He signed him in the middle of the season. Yeah, he's good. He's really good. He's really good. He wins a lot. Like Kinlaw, great story, good player, improving. This guy's, I think, maybe better. Oh, and that's not a shot at Kinlaw. That's just this guy's good. He's good, good. I do want like to say one more, and that just speaks to the volumes of the defensive line. Alex Barrett. Alex Barrett is – and the, the thing to me is I don't know if I can say he's better. <laughs> he does this every year in the offseason. So he he, play, he practices this, right? so hard. Like, I, that's why I don't know if I can say he's better because he was he a guy who was pointed out in training camp every single year. Alex Barrett is like the training camp demigod. He will he perform is, dude. so well in training camp. He won't make the roster. Make, well, Did you see his rep against Trent Williams today? Jesus Christ, he went and talked some smack to Trent. He long-armed, guys, he long-armed Yes, Trent. yes, and pushed him all the way into the pocket. Didn't finish the play, like didn't get a hand on the quarterback or anything, but like made it a point. I don't even think he was trying to. All he wanted to do was push Trent, and he did. And then he was talking crap to him for like 10 seconds. Everyone was like, dog, you're not like, even on the team, man. You're like, you're just here voluntarily. <laughs> you're a volunteer so sheriff. And you know the best part? Like, like he lost a rep to Colton at the end of the day, but it's like so funny him him going up on Trent. I was like, oh man, this is the matchup I want to watch. Drake, we'll put you on the side. Let's let's get Alex in here. And he went. And- he's gonna make it physical. He's just gonna bull rush you. That's all he's gonna do. He's gonna bull rush the hell out of you, and you might get concussed because he's gonna come. Re- Pause. He's gonna hit you really hard. And he used to do that to Banks last year. They used to put, I don't know what they were trying to prove, but they would put, Barry, remember that? They would bear to D-tackle in one-on-ones, and he would destroy Aaron Banks. And this is where the Banks get under his anchor pads. issues. This is yep. where the Banks anchor issues come I was out. like, dog, you can't block Alex Perry? But I guess, I don't know, maybe it was it was a coaching technique. Like, here's a guy who's much smaller than you, who's like, and, and like, you know, like 100 pounds lighter than you, moving you because your pads are too high. I don't know. Maybe he got the picture. But yeah, Alex Barrett. Shout out to you, man. You were all up in Trent Williams' face. Trent Williams like, didn't even want the smoke. He was like, is this guy serious? Like, are you? <laughs> it was right up in him. I was like, that was great. Trent Pause. straight up. Yeah, I mean, Trent don't back down. Linebackers, though. You got a rookie? You got an improved guy? Who's who's kind of your guy? Because Oh, Marcelino McCurry ball. That guy went from you know promising practice squad dude to not, as, not only is he going to make the team, he should start. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he's easily the he's easily the guy, and I don't even think like we've reported it so well that I don't think people are like questioning that anymore. He's he's just got everything: linebacker converted or safety converted linebacker. He's got the closing speed of a safety. He's got the physicality of a linebacker, and he's got good instincts. He's got things you need, and he's also fast enough to play in coverage. Solid. I feel like all their linebackers feel like safeties that are uh, converted into linebackers. Yeah, which is yeah, cool. It, it, that really works for them. Like Warner is a safety. Who plays linebacker? That's why when people say, is, "Is he better than Patrick Willis?" I'm like, at linebacker? Like, I don't, I don't know about that. Like, maybe at safety, yeah, for sure. But like, I don't know. Patrick Willis and most linebackers that I remember make plays in the backfield. Fred yeah. Warner's always moving backwards, and he's great at that. But to me, I just think of him as a big DB in the middle of the field. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Rookie though, who's your who's your top guy? I mean, I like uh, Winters. But then Jalen Graham made two plays today. He made yeah. two tackles. He literally tackled one of the running backs and was like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. <laughs> he didn't mean to. He's good. They both, the Niners are really good at drafting and developing uh, linebackers. I don't know how they wound up with Reuben Foster. Maybe Foster would have been good if he hadn't 
if he hadn't had, had the distractions or whatever. Yeah. Uh, although I don't know, but basically they never miss at that position. Yeah, and I think you can already see it with Winters and Graham. I agree, and I mean, right now, based on what I've seen and also what I've heard from Jesse, who's watched that group more, more closely, Jesse is a huge Jalen Graham guy, and so that's 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 the guy who I'm going to. He looks like play. a young Fred Warner, man. He He's looks tall. Good. But yeah, it's, it's cool on the 49ers, and I'll say, I was wrong when I said I didn't like them drafting two linebackers when they already had such developed players. Uh, I mean, one of them still might get cut, but it'll it'll be an interesting battle. But they're going to be good. Nah, yeah. I, so they could get cut, but I'm th thinking they'll keep Jalen Graham over Curtis Robinson? I would think they keep, yeah. I would think so, yeah. just because you've got a, a special teamer in Burks. So. I would agree. But I'm not sure Burks is going to make the team. How about that? That would be interesting. That would be interesting. I, I, I think if he's not starting, value, I don't know. I think they've got to value one special teamer out of their three really good ones, and I think Burks is their guy for that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Corners, though. Um, anybody who's like uh, stood out to you? Lenore. Lenore. I think he's really carried over his play from the the end of last season, mm -hmm. the the playoffs, and he's he's he's, he's right there. Like he. He had the near pick of Brock the other day. Yeah, He's not getting mossed anymore. He seems like he's a really locked-in pro who has improved a lot because who has he been facing every single day in practice the for the last one. year? He's facing Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk. I think facing Brandon Ayuk has made Diamond Lenore a whole lot better. And Ayuk still beats him because Ayuk's better than him. But Ayuk's one of the best players in the league. The league, Rohan. <laughs> And I think, I'm not saying Diamador is, but he is, I think he's a good cornerback. I think he's an asset to the team. I think he's really improved. No, I, I definitely agree. I think Diamador Lenore is a guy who has involved, uh, has, has really continued to improve and showed strides. He's just the next guy. You know, they, they developed Mosley well. Now they mm -hmm. developed Diamador Lenore well. I'll go a different route. I'll go Samuel Womack. I think he looks the part of an NFL corner. Last year, I thought he, he did last year, but yeah, he did no, last right. year for sure. Yeah. But this year, the they reason is him. he looks yeah. bigger. In my opinion, yeah, he, he looks bigger, and that fits well to me because last year my biggest struggle with him was the outside. I I just didn't think he was big enough to carry, right. you know, to carry on the outside. This year, I think he's big enough to play inside and outside. He's easily their top cornerback off the bench. Agree, and a little like bonus player, like a rookie that looks good. Go for it. Everyone's talking about him. The, de the defensive coordinator talked about him today. And a lot of times coaches don't talk about undrafted free agent rookies because maybe it's like an initiation thing or they don't want to piss off the coach or the general manager. They're trying to sneak him on the practice squad. N not today. Steve Wilkes, Deshaun Jameson, like that guy's good. And the wide receivers are talking about him and he's really improved. He breaks up a lot of passes. That guy's going to make the team. You undrafted free agent, Deshaun Jameson. Yes. Yeah, I mean, he's good. He's good, and the good thing is he's also versatile. He's their top guy. I haven't necessarily seen him, you know, the way he talks, the way his mannerisms like that, but as a player, he's good, and he's he's better than Ambry Thomas, and um, I think he's the, if, if they carry six cornerbacks, he's the sixth. Um, it would be Darrell Luter is five, and then he'd be the sixth, in my opinion. Or Darrell Luter will be on PUP. That could also be the case. That could right. also be the case. Right, yeah. Last position group, though, safeties. What are you thinking? That's a tough one. I haven't seen much. I mean, is Hafunga better? He dropped a pick today, I and mean, he pulled a Joukowsky tart. Sorry. He looks, he looks good. He's a great player, a good player. Uh, Andrew Hawkins, 41, Cal. 
Taylor Hawkins. But yeah. Taylor Hawkins. Or San Diego State. Where's he from? Yeah, uh, San Diego State. Andrew Hawkins was a wide receiver who went to, sorry. Yeah, Taylor Hawkins, 41. He makes plays. He makes more play than, Gi- than Jair Brown. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's been an underwhelming kind of position. Uh, maybe maybe you throw in George Odom just because he's gotten a well, lot. Well, in of terms play. of the depth. Yeah. I the mean, starters are oh, yeah, yeah. The starters are yeah. very good. But yeah. as for the rookies, I mean, I expected a lot more from Jair Brown after hearing all the reports in camp. He's got five interceptions. He's looking like the guy. Things like that. He's quieted down. Uh, yeah, I'm starting to feel like maybe he's going to be the guy who flashes during a game because he does during look pretty season. big, and he looks like yeah. the kind of guy who could hit you pretty hard. So maybe that. And the fact that he has Deshaun Golson as his coach now is couldn't hurt. No, definitely not. So we'll see what happens in the preseason. But we'll wrap today's show up with the last two Super Chats of the day. Uh, one asked from Wave 9, Grant, why don't you ask about Brock's pick six? I could have. Because I'm I'm the I'm the negative one. I figure someone else might. And then brother Rob, Brock Purdy can throw three pick sixes, and Kevin's dad will still say A plus. Who is Kevin's dad? Larry. Oh, okay. Larry. <laughs> oh, oh. Larry. Larry's very positive. I'm a curmudgeon. I don't I don't see it with these quarterbacks. Yeah, there's Sorry. another very positive guy. But um, overall, it's been a oh, we got one more actually. Any surprising trades before week one, excluding Lance? What are you thinking? How about Brock? Do you think that that would be surprising? You think, no, surprising. I don't think no. I'm, that, no, they're not going to. Uh, the only one that I really have in my mind Mitchell. is uh, Mitchell. Yeah, Mitchell. You heard again, again, like an American Pie, again. Really, like every every month, man. And it's like it wasn't even contact; it was just a a, a strain. I don't know, man. You're three. Jordan Mason's getting a ton of reps in practice. He gets all the reps. Mitchell, which used to be Elijah Mitchell's thing, like the human battering like ram. Mitchell started bad, right? He started fine. He played he's well. He's good. But if he's never out there and they have McCaffrey and Mason and TDP, and eventually they just might have to do what they did with Jeff Wilson and trade him. I like three guys. I, I want three guys to play good running back on this team. That's why I came into this camp skeptical. I think they need to keep Mitchell, um, not trade him. TDP is, though, taking over. He, he He's an NFL-level running back. He can play well on this team. That makes Mitchell expendable. Hey, wouldn't it be funny if, like, next time we get Kyle, if you just, like, deadpan, be like, hey, Kyle, are you look are you looking forward to seeing what Jimmy Garoppolo can do against your defense? Dude, have you seen the the daily Jimmy Garoppolo practice <laughs> no. reports? Tell me. Oh, today Give was it to so me. funny. Give it to me. Like, I don't, I don't get him. Give it to me, baby. I follow East Bay Chris, uh, our good friend. And nice. he, he just retweets Jimmy Garoppolo practice reports today. Jimmy Garoppolo still throwing interceptions, but it's still early. <laughs> but it's still early. You should just say, you should just take that part out. Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo is still throwing interceptions, period. Full stop. I guess um, 10 years in the NFL is still early. Okay. Or seven years, well, or whatever it is. But yeah. So so he's he's going over big in Las Vegas. They love him. Hey, I mean, I'm sure that he's gonna have um, a good practice against us. He'll, 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 he'll show. I'm I, not I sure miss, about that. I miss his energy, man. I miss his energy. Yeah, it was, it it existed. I'll give him that. He was a person with a name and a face. I like that about him. You gotta respect oh, well. that. You always gotta respect that about someone. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> but Grant, man, it's been a phenomenal show. We talked a lot, talked about the most improved players through eight practices in training camp at every position. Guys, everybody with your super chats, with your comments, thank you guys so much. Any last comments before we head on out, my man? Yeah, stay in school. Say hello to your, you know, say you love your parents. Be nice to your parents if they're nice to you. Otherwise, you know what? But stay in school because education is the key. <laughs> you see, me hearing these thinking uh, made me think that 19 year old you made some interesting decisions that uh, caused you to think never, that. never. Yeah. I was always above reproach, the good guy, the good kid. That beautiful face, that was the, that was the good kid back then. Me. But guys, thank you guys so much. Appreciate all the support. Make sure you subscribe to both channels, and we will catch you guys sooner than later. See you later. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.